thank you everyone for coming out for the podcast and set. Uh, my guest this week is Mr. Sean Cowig. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming out. Of course. Uh, who are you? <laughs> who am I? Now, I've known you for what, about 10, 12 years, something At like that? At least. I've been in L.A. since 2003, wandering around I.O. West. Mm-hmm. I had you for level five there. At least ten years ago. About ten years ago. I'm trying to think. I know. I probably met you slightly after I met BOC. Yeah. 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 Uh, so around there. Yeah. Uh, so, who was the best teacher you had at I.O.? <laughs> Miles Strong. Well, that's a very good answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, so. You were doing that. Did yeah. you, did, was that the first time you started doing improv? In a, I did improv in, in college like a moron. It was really, it was. We, uh, we took the truth in comedy and we read it. We were like, there it is. There you know, it is. We do Harold's now. It's in a book. It's in a book. We read it. And so like, we were trying to do Harold's and we set up a whole thing. I was at Emerson College in Boston. We set up a thing with the school to uh, take a field trip to New York to UCB and take some workshops. And when we went in, they were like, you just do Harold's? And we were like, yeah, we read the book. And they were like, that's a little ambitious. And we we're like, yeah, we're pretty good at them. And they're like, all right, why don't you just go ahead and do one? And then just, you know, the stink of the shit we left on the floor <laughs> was palpable. We sucked uh, to the point of like them being like, we've got a bunch of notes. They're mean. So why don't we just teach you how to do a Harold? So that was the beginning. That's kind of funny because like, you, you thought you were good at them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, did, did you just do like a really bad one in front of them? No, I think that we definitely, yes. We definitely did a really bad one in front of them. But right. I think also like the difference between a crowd of 19 to 22-year-old drunk people in college versus right. a crowd of like intelligent adults. Oh, you did it? In a show. We were doing shows. We were doing shows at Emerson. Emerson had four But I'm saying when there. you went to New York, you did it in front of a... No, no, no. Oh. We did it in New York in front of just... There were two workshops. So it was just two teachers. That well, that's week. also real different, too. <laughs> yeah, it's very different. It's like doing... It, it, you do a scene in class. Yeah. It's very different from doing it in front of people. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but okay. It's, it's also... It's always nice to get humbled. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so you go up there and, and you suck a bit. We were, I mean, we were asking for it. We used to do uh, shows for Free for the Weekend, which is a, uh, it's a, a week where there's, there's a sober floor in the Emerson College dorm. Uh, but then also it became a big event. It's Free for the Weekend. Everybody's giving up everything for the weekend, even caffeine. No nicotine. If you smoke, you stop doing that. And then they would put on a lot of activities, including come see some of the comedy troops. And so we would do a show for them, just absolutely blasted out of our minds. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I would go. Well, they're all abstaining from everything. Yeah, they're all completely sober and we're shit faced doing. Where's the after party? <laughs> Nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was aggressive. That was aggressive too. So you go from the, ha, did you go? From there immediately to L.A., or was there any right. other improv between there? Nope, right to L.A., right to I.O. All right to L.A. and right to I.O., all right. Uh, so that means you've been doing it for, say, 15 years. Say 15, yeah. All right. Uh, that's a good amount of time to put in. Mm -hmm. Are you rich? Because <laughs> yeah. this, this, this is a wild moneymaker. It's lucrative. <laughs> this improv stuff yeah. just makes you money hand over fist. Yep, yep. I, uh, so talk about... 
how you move through IL. Because I, I know mm-hmm. not, now you're on Dr. God, uh, yes. and, you, and you guys are doing a bunch of stuff and yes. teaching now. Yes. Uh, so talk about that process of getting through IO. Well, the first thing that happened at IO was uh, getting an internship. And my internship to pay for my classes was running lights. Uh, and it was uh, Friday night lights. I remember you being on lights. Nah. Uh, and that kind of, it was, <laughs> it was Friday night lights, and there was a show on Thursday nights at the time called Big News that has now turned into Top Story Weekly. So a big bear of a sketch show. And uh, people would just had found out that like I had the ability to like read and hit buttons. And they're like, well, this guy. <laughs> this, this guy. This guy's the guy. <laughs> let's get him, in, let's get, get him up there for our show. All yeah. right. So they bring me in because the guy that's doing you know, Big News on Thursday wants to quit. And like he, it could not have been more apparent when it's like he show, he's like you do this and this cool you're good alright I'm out of here I'm done and he was like yes <laughs> I win so all of a sudden my internship turned into Thursday and Friday nights <clears throat> and then uh, once my internship uh, was over uh, James Grace the artistic director at the time like came into the booth on the night my internship was ending and he was like it's not over it's a job now you're the technical director now you work Thursday Friday and Saturday <laughs> nights we'll pay you now and I was like okay and now I have a job in LA all right. Uh, so there I was. That, was, and that took up a good like six years of my life running lights on Thursday, Friday, and wow. Saturday nights at I.O. But that's, that's actually, it's also, you get to see all that stuff. Yes. And plus, like you say, it's, it's not a particularly hard gig. Nope. Uh, and they're paying you for it. Yep. Uh, so in the meantime, you're studying. Yes. And yeah. starting to get involved. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing Dazariski. Uh, once a week, I'm seeing opening night the musical once a week, and at the time I was seeing Beer Shark Mice once a week. Uh, these are all crazy improv teams. That so you're right. It was my education. As yeah. Well. Uh, so when did you first get uh, on a team? I got on a team. It was like the third time around trying to get on a Harold team, uh, and I finally did. And it was a team called I think the first one was Saucebox, but it was like it, it was a real kind of like. LA thing where it's like great your 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 teacher your your coach for this team is Dave Holmes and I'm like Dave Holmes from MTV Dave Holmes and they're like yeah and I'm like well what all right here we go uh, that was my first improv team all right and how'd that go uh we lasted a year got broken up it was uh it was basically it was kind of like that Monty Python uh, and the Holy Grail. The, the castle fell into the moat, and then we built it back, and then it fell into the moat. We built right. Because I was on that Herald team. It lasted a year. Got broken up. Went back into the auditions. Got put on basically the same team again with, like, two different moving pieces. Lasted a year. Broken up again. And then just I kind of did that for a while. It just didn't make any sense. How'd you wind up going through that? How'd you wind up getting to Dr. God? Dr. God started when uh, a weird kid from New Jersey uh, brought me a packet of sketches and was like, do you direct things? And I was like, yeah, who are you? And he was like, I am Neil Gargiulo. And I was like, okay, (laughs) all right. And he's like, here, read these and see if you want to direct this. And I was like, okay. Uh, So I expected to go home and just, you know, cringe. Just be like, oh, what the fuck is this? But it was really good. It was like six solid sketches. So I went back to him and I was like, yeah. So all of a sudden I'm directing a sketch show with him and Justin Ware. And out of that, they wanted to uh, do the cage match. Uh, Thursday night competition, because improv is about competition. Two teams enter, one team leaves. Uh, and um, 
he was interested in doing it with the crew that was involved in the sketch show. But when he said he wanted to name the team Dr. God, a few of them were like, oh no, 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 we are Christian. We cannot be on a team named Dr. God. <laughs> like, we are Christian improvisers. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, one of them even, oh my God, Nico. He, uh, he was like, if you want something different that isn't Dr. God, I have a trademark on this name, Improvitus. And I even have t-shirts. And he had like Improvitus with like a medical sign. And like, I was like, so okay. we're good, man. You hold on to that. You uh, hold on Trademarked. to Improvitus. Trademarked. He did, right. it. he did it. He wanted I'll, it. He wanted I'll stay Improvitus. away from Improvitus. Yeah, don't use Improvitus, anybody. Um, so kind of out of there, uh, Dr. God, the cage match team began. Uh, and that was, uh, it wasn't even me for a while. Cause like I said, I was working on Thursday nights. Right. So I couldn't even play in the cage matches until I found somebody that could run lights so I could play in the cage. So matches. you found someone else who could read and push buttons, yeah, yeah, which is hard to do. I know <laughs> it's really hard to do. Um, we won, we ended up winning 20 weeks in a row. And back in that day, you'd win 20 weeks and you'd retire. Uh, and then we, uh, we tried to be a regular improv team. Uh, and it's hard when you realize the, the format of what a cage match is. And then this is a little bit of a recurring thing, just like college. We were really good in front of all of our friends. Right. And then we were really bad in front of the general populace. Right. We went in an audition to try to become a Herald team. And that was terrible. Another shitty Herald audition in right. front of respected improvisers. Um, and we almost just called it quits. But uh, a few of us um, got together and kind of like, well, what do we need here? Uh, and we ended up having to fire a couple of people. We added Brian O'Connell. You fired him from that high pan gig on, yeah. on Improvitus? Yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine the feeling. Like, I, I, uh, I count my blessings that I've never been asked to leave an improv team, like fired from a thing that you're not getting paid for. Right. How does that, like, <laughs> you just need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop doing this now. Stop coming around. Yeah, don't. <laughs> but even, like, you know, behind closed doors, it's even meaner, because it's like, don't you think they, they're just kind of, like, coming and learning from us? No. Yeah, yeah, because they, like, they don't do other shows or, like, take workshops or classes, and we're still like, yeah, it's like they kind of come in there, like, sucking our aura. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> Who the fuck are we <laughs> to say that about somebody about so you get rid of a couple people. Get rid of and, a couple and people. And you pick up a couple people? Pick up, uh, we picked up Brian, Brian O'Connell. Um, and then it was a solid six until Brendan McLaughlin moved. He, he was like, I want to get married and have kids. I'm going to Oakland. We're like, all, all right. right. Oakland. Oakland. All right. Yeah. I guess that's where you go to get married and have kids. That's it. That's the place. Uh, but, so then you're down to five. Yep. You got a solid five. Solid and five. that is what is now known as Dr. God, that is right? Dr. God, yes. Uh, when do you guys like finally catch your stride? Because I, mm -hmm. I, I know what it's like to suck as a team mm -hmm. and starting. Yeah. Uh, from long, mm -hmm. a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nothing recent. Yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> you got to go way back. Yeah. Uh -huh. But no, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I absolutely know. So. Mm -hmm. Ah, when did that happen? You know, it's kind of weird because we, we came up with the idea of like, well, we're Dr. God, so let's do uh, an hour-long show that's special and we'll call it a revival. And basically what we're doing is we're, we're doing an Armando or an ASCAD or right. the other 150 ways people right. name that show. Uh, and um, 
Justin from Dr. God had been working on a movie called Pool Boys uh, down in New Orleans, and he met and hung out with and um, started having a rapport with Matthew Lillard, uh, of course, Shaggy from the Scooby-Doo movies, as well as numerous other things, who turns out is awesome. Like, this guy is just, he wants everything for people. Like, we get, we start to get to know him, and he's like, he has people over to his house to just read random plays, or random screenplays, and he orders food, and everybody's like, hangs out. He just loves the art. So he was one of our first uh, guests to be the monologist for our revival, and he had a really good time, and it was kind of him being like, so what else do you do? And we're like, uh, I don't know. And he's like, well, you gotta do more. So all of a sudden, we started having production meetings. And it sounds a little weird, but really, like, once the improv wasn't the focus, and then we were just meeting weekly to, like, figure out things we could produce, come up with right. ideas for movies and, and <clears throat> TV shows, right. just getting to know each other and spending time together, it was that. That's when we hit our stride. And that's when the improv gets even better. Yep. Uh, yep. That's generally how it happens. It's, it's, it's not just that you're all solid players, yeah. you're, you're friends. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, I remember like on the family, I wound up moving in with Flynn mm -hmm. uh, for a few years. And I remember like with Zumpf, me and Dan lived together yeah. after, after we started. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it changes everything. Yeah. Uh, God, I want to know about, I want to be a fly on the wall of the apartment with you and Neil in it. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of creepy, weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> here's, here's one real briefly, because it's creepy. <laughs> we had two rooms, and I'm going to bed one night, and he just shows up in the doorway. He's just standing there in his tidy whities He's just standing there in the doorway, tall, six, six Flynn. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of like half asleep. I'm like, hey. What are you doing? They like, go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm like, ah, all right. Okay. Creepy bit before bed. <laughs> Actually, act creep me out right before I go to sleep. Perfect. Um, I remember with Dan. Yeah. Dan. Dan got me like I, I'd uh, the the woman I was dating at the time, now my wife. Mm -hmm. I, I had her over to the house, and he hid a fart machine. Under my mattress, <laughs> and in, yes. the, in the middle of us being in, in the bedroom, this thing starts going off. Perfect. <laughs> to the point where you know my wife now says says Miles, and then you can just hear him giggling yeah. his fucking ass off. Uh, and I'm like, all right, so yeah, it was it was that that maturity yeah, level, of course. Uh, now, so, so you guys start going into production meetings, mm -hmm. um, and because I think we're all familiar with blood sucking bastards, right? Hey. Yeah, sweet. That was a a huge fucking thing. Was was there anything that, that happened b before that that geared you up for that? <laughs> we we have been trying to sell one TV show for probably about nine years. <laughs> it's no joke. Uh, and one of the first things that happened was a little bite with that, where all of a sudden we have this like, this like, it's, it's, it's you know, it's reality meets sketch. It's people, live people coming in and they're pitching us their ideas for the movie and they're crazy. Then we're gonna make many movies and we're like, it's in our head, it's brilliant. Uh, and all of a sudden we're like, we're, we're pitching to AMC and AMC is biting and we're like, oh hell yeah. 
Uh, and like there were so many big cooks in that kitchen that it got to a point where like we we can't like they're we were reading contracts and we're like well they're kind of like have some money and get the fuck away from us <laughs> just you go away forever uh, so that fell apart and we're like can't do that um, and it was a kick in the nuts. Uh, but then Bloodsucking Bastards happened. And then since Bloodsucking Bastards, we almost sold that show again and didn't and kick it. And I can't wait for it to happen a third time. I want to try to sell that show for the rest of my life. Wasn't there something else you guys were working on? I, I remember at some point doing a table read mm-hmm. with you guys about some show with food trucks. Oh, you, yeah. The, uh, the original food truckers. <laughs> we, uh, we wrote, before we wrote... Bloodsucking Bastards, we wrote a script. <clears throat> there, are act- there are two scripts that are out there that are, you know, maybe someday you'll see them. But the food trucks, uh, and then, of course, me, I'm, I'm demented. So Stoners versus Nazis, the battle for 420 is, you know, <laughs> you know ho- hopefully one day you'll That's get to there. see that. <laughs> it's but. available to all, all you execs who listen to this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Right? Uh, but, uh, like in the midst of all of it, Bloodsucking Bastards came in and it was like, stop everything, you need to do this now. Because uh, Bloodsucking Bastards was different. It was uh, another production company, Fortress Features, that had the script. They owned it. A different writer wrote the original version, but they just couldn't get it the way they wanted to make it. Right. Um, so we came in and broke it down. I remember Brian, Brian and I working close. I would go over his apartment every day and we would just order food and break the script down. We broke it from like 100 and something pages down to 20 and then wrote it back up to about 100 pages again. And that's the Bloodsucking Bastards that you can get on demand. Uh, Amazon, iTunes, Walmart, Target, Best Buy, get out there. It's always a good gift idea. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great gift. Uh, Yeah, because that, I mean, that was, you know, that's a phenomenal accomplishment. Thank Uh, Thank you. To get, you know, that was, a, that was a huge deal. It went over extremely well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now what? Not, now what are you doing? You done? Yeah, it's over. Is that <laughs> no, it? We're going to stop there. Is that it? Uh, no. Like we, um, You're teaching now. Teaching. I, I do. I teach. That's how I, uh, I think that's how I keep saying. What do you teach? <laughs> what do I teach? I have the privilege of teaching uh, at an acting <clears throat> conservatory, the Art of Acting Studio. There they are. Um, <clears throat> art of acting in the house. <laughs> art of acting is here. Uh, and art of acting is a Los Angeles branch of Stella Adler uh, from New York. So all of my students are serious actors. They're in a two-year conservatory program. What? No, 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 no. No, wait, listen, listen, listen. I'm going I'm to bring this around for you. Calm down, calm down. They're serious down, actors. Down, no, down. I mean, I, 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 if, if someone guffawed at that, I, to me, like, yeah, I, I, I clearly see the distinction between someone who's a serious actor and someone who is, like myself, a clown. <laughs> um, no, come on now. You're serious. No, I'm mean. That's, that's different. Uh, but go ahead. Um, so, for instance, like a, uh, a, a, I would say an improv class at a comedy theater is built up of people who do are actors. 
either actors and they're taking improv to supplement that or they fall in love with the art. But then they're also comedians and uh, some like strictly stand-up comedians that never kind of saw themselves as improvisers or actors, but they're trying to do it. So that's a little bit of a different energy. And then also, like I, I'm, you know, I'm Dave. I'm, I work, uh, I'm, an, I'm an, a consultant for some right. sort of firm, yeah, and yeah. I want to get better at talking to people right. in meetings. Right. I have no desire to be an actor. I really don't even want to be on a Herald team. I don't want to be on the stage. I just need this for my life. So there's a different energy in there. And a lot of times, uh, I, I, even when I've, I've taught at um, comedy schools, like at I.O. or what have you, uh, I'm lower levels. I teach level one. So I get, I get that mix on the intro. And sometimes the hardest thing to do is like, can I get you up and can I get you to start talking? Can I just get you to say right. something? Get on the stage. Get up there. Whereas no. anybody, like these kids at Art of Acting, they have no problem doing that. Oh, <clears throat> fucking, I'm, I'm up, I'm in. What right. are we doing? Um, it's, it's getting the actor to stop playing uh, subtext. Like there's no, there's no second act written. So you need to say what, you're, what you need, what you want, what right. you're wanting. You're like, you right can't now. be subtle about this, say it now. Right. Uh, and then also uh, the, the thing that an actor does when they're, they're breaking down a script and they're figuring out like, what, you know, you have this line and I have this line and how am I going to say that? Like, what's my reply going to be like? And then we'll work with the director and figure out like, what is my emotional journey through this specific line going to be? Where it's like anything that you're taking months to decide, do now, instantly. It's Look kind at of that funny. person and be mad. It's kind of funny when I, when I, I think about that because I know just enough about acting to be like, and to have done some, we're just like, all right, so I can go through all that work, get my emotional journey and my subtext and well, what am I thinking as I say the line so I'm think so so what's behind my eyes is consistent and yeah. real yeah. Uh, and it's like now do that for 17 takes yeah right yeah. go through that journey for 17 fucking right. takes and then you're on set and you see good actors mm -hmm. just fucking dialing it in yeah yeah just basically, it's like no, I I I got this. Here's the line. Right. People memorizing lines between takes. Yeah, the like the little sides. Like, yeah, what's the, the like, yeah, what's the thing? Okay, what's what's, what's the ten seconds we're shooting right now? <laughs> yeah, uh, and that that would be actually a fairly long shoot. Yeah. Um, so that kind of busts me up. But it's funny. It's, it's, I always think of like very similar to what you're saying yeah. in improv. Like there's a thing in acting, as I recall, like you, you wear your character like a thin veil. Yeah. Right, so it's basically you. What's you inside of the of mm. the character? Whereas to me, an improv, I wear my character like a wetsuit. Uh, yeah, or yeah. it's it's obvious. Right. When, it, when when I'm going, oh my god, I can't believe she said that. I'm not trying to figure out what part of me is a valley girl. Right. Right. I'm trying to make I'm trying to make fun of valley girls. Right. Right. Uh, but I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. No, no, not at all. I think uh, that was a thought. That was the end of that thought. Uh, it's um. It's great because once you get them there, they're there. Like, they're there. If, but you see that light bulb click, and you're like, great, you're going you're gonna to be just fine at this. Right. Uh, but until you can get that, I have, I have like, the, the most fun is in, it's, it's watching, like, watching an, an actor just be like, I'm improvising. And, like, they're <laughs> into it. And they're like, yes, I'm not. Right? And it's, like, two lines in, and then it's like, 
and they look right at me and they're like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. And I was like, really? You, you look at me, you were in there, man. You were right in it. And he was like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Flynn told me a story a long time ago that always kind of was very summational for me as far as like the distinction between the actor and the improviser. He was doing a, uh, I forget the play, but he was doing a play at either the Steppenwolf or the Goodman in Chicago. Yeah. So major theater in Chicago. Yeah. And he's doing a play and he's, he just does, he's talking to some actor backstage or something mm. and the actor says, you know, so do you have anything lined up after this? And he's like, well, I'm probably going to start redoing my one man show, Why I'm So Gay. Uh, and the actor looks at him and goes, is this another one of your lies? <laughs> Which to me is like, because uh, he's doing a bit. He's yeah. just doing a bit. Right. Uh, but to the actor, a bit was a, a lie. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a fun thing. It, it, was right. a, it was an untruth. Yeah. It was a deception of yeah. some sort. Yeah. <laughs> it was leading them on in some way. Uh, but yeah, I think that's an accurate description of like the actor in the improv class. Uh, it's funny because at, at the same time, when you get people who are funny, mm -hmm. and it's like, well, you'd be real for a fucking second. Yeah. Whereas actors are great at being real. Right. Uh, and in some parts of improv, that's that's very useful. Mm -hmm. uh, and for a lot of the the, the quote unquote funny people, mm -hmm. it's like, stop, what the fuck are you doing with your arms right now? Yeah. No one would ever do that. Yeah. Uh, and you're doing it as a sort of bit. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, actors can improvise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm all for that. <laughs> it's good. It's good, but it's real. Yeah. So, and you're doing that at Emerson College? No, no. Uh, Stella Adler. It's at Los Angeles Stella Adler. Why I went to Emerson College. You went to Emerson College? I went to Emerson College. Los Angeles Stella Adler. The, mm -hmm. the Stella Adler Studio. Uh, the Art of Acting Studio. The Art of Acting Studio. Because for some reason, there's also a Stella Adler out here that isn't actually Stella Adler. I don't know. LA is now. that a lie? It's a lie. <laughs> it's a that in in that, all of truth is that, a lie. That lady's probably just doing a bit. Yeah, right? I yeah. name my theater after this other theater <laughs> as a bit. Yeah, I and know. no one gets it. Uh, <laughs> all right, any questions out there for Sean while he's up here? I know a lot of you get to see him in class, so you can ask him questions. I then. know you could ask me something that I might not be able to answer in those walls that I might be able to answer within these walls. Ooh. Are we terrible? <laughs> you're not terrible, you're just young. <laughs> these guys are brand new. They've, uh, they've, what, you have two weeks now? And remember what I said at first. There is no, it's no, there's no wrong, right? And there's no right. It's just stronger or weaker. So now, right now, maybe some of your choices are a little bit weak, and we'll work to get them stronger. But that's, I mean, that's the white whale, isn't it? Like, I want to do the most right improv scene. I want to do it perfect. There's right and there's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right there. Uh, since you've studied with Miles, are there uh, things that you remember that he taught you that you keep with you today, both when you're performing and when you're teaching yourself? Yeah, yes. I remember distinctly, and I can... At what point, when you get a laugh, do you realize it's me? <laughs> most, <laughs> most often. Um, the, there was one scene where... And, and uh, I was, like, I was just kind of there. And I was being labeled a lot of things. 
uh, by my scene partner. He was getting married. I was his best man. I was taking him out for his bachelor party. We were on a plane. We were about to go skydiving. Uh, and then uh, I just seemed to be a fuck up. And at a certain point, he's like, are you high? And I was like, no, no, I'm fine. And you stopped and you were like, why not? <laughs> why not? Why not say it? Why not just be like, yeah, a little? Because it like, seemed to go. Like, it was just a real idea of like, listen to everything and say yes to it. It makes so much sense that why wouldn't you be that? What was I fighting against to be like, no, I'm this prim and proper person. Are you high? Yeah, a little. Come on, man. <laughs> We're skydiving, right? That's, that's, that's sort of like an old rule of thumb for me, just because someone, if they say it as kind of a throwaway or whatever, the audience just heard, are you high? And part of what they think mm -hmm. is that guy could be high, and yeah. if I'm not high... They're probably gonna be disappointed, right? Yeah. I'm like, so, so yeah, I'm high. They, I'm really fucking yeah, high. Yeah. Uh, that's why I'm doing everything I'm doing right now. Great. Yeah. And now this scene is much easier. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yes, ending. It's funny because that, that, because it happens so often where someone just does it really just as a throwaway. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you drunk? I am now. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just said yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. You you just said that, so yeah. Let's yeah. go that way. Yeah. Because uh, I can do that in spades. Right. Right. Uh, all right. Anything else in the back there aside from wondering about yourselves? <laughs> They're so shy. Do you ever perform stoned? Do I ever perform stoned? I have. I don't do like any sort of Doctor God show. Never because. Um, I'm sorry. This, this, I, I'm just. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's just, it, it, it's just that, that, that reminded me of that, that new commercial they got. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? And the yeah. kids start asking questions about yeah. drugs. It's like, yeah, this, this, and this. That's what this feels right. like to me. It's like, Did you have, do you ever perform Stone Dead? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I hate to let you down. Um, uh, so, like, if... You know you have. I totally have. Yeah. Absolutely have. Um, but I will... I haven't. <laughs> I mean, stoned, as far as, like, high just because I wouldn't be able to. I just, I get afraid of everything. Uh, that is the, the challenge with it. Like, also, I assume that everything, when I'm high, I'm like, I'm hilarious. So that's, no, no, you're hilarious I, to I you. I just curl up in a corner. It's like, I'm, I'm, when I'm high, I'm about to die. That's, all right, I'm, 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 I was like, I'm, I'm going to forget how to breathe or something. It's like, I just, pie is not a good place for me ever. <laughs> there was a there was a show years ago where uh it was like around christmas time and if you haven't experienced it yet christmas time in la is like the city is dead like everybody just leaves so there's nobody anywhere so it was like you know what six people are left around to do an improv show and what five people are going to be watching that improv show uh and so we got together and we called ourselves zero that's what it said on the marquee um and we decided that we were all gonna just get super baked before the show. Uh, and so I, like an idiot, went to the tech guy, a person that might not have been able to read things and push buttons and like, hey man, we're gonna be high, so like you play with us. And he was like, cool. So we went, we all got super stoned and we're doing this show and the kid in the booth takes the entire show over. Like everything's a sound cue. Like he's changing lights. He gets on the mic in the booth and starts like playing voices that we could have done until finally somebody comes out and is like, hey man, what are you doing? Do you think we can't do the show ourselves? And I came out and I'm like, no, no, it's my fault. I told him to do that. And he's like, you told him to do that? And then we were yelling at each other and then people were coming out to try to stop us from yelling at each other. And then all of a sudden it was like, the, it, everything froze. 
And we turned and realized, like, there were five people still watching us, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> the whole, it was like an improv fight show, and it was just a big argument. I remember there was one time we did, uh, the, the family did a Herald, back before we were doing other stuff, we were doing Heralds, and we, we did one show on shrooms. <laughs> and it was, it was the most useless. <laughs> it, was just, it, was, it, was, it was six good-sized men just we were all pretty. I, I was the smallest guy in the family, and I'm I'm six foot, about two hundred pounds, and I was the smallest guy on the team. Uh, and we're all just giggling. We're all just standing on stage like, hey, I, like something like, a, hey, Dad, for a cart. Just uncontrollably giggling for twenty five minutes. Perfect. Stupid as shit. It's like, all right, so we can check that off. Yeah, that shit doesn't work. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. It was the funniest show to us that we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, funny. let's do a set. Yeah. All right, what's gonna happen now is me and Sean are gonna do about 25, 30 minutes of long form improvisation. He started. <laughs> Starting character. Yeah. Uh, and all we need to get us started is a suggestion of anything at all. Jumping jacks. What was that? Jumping jacks. Jumping jacks? Yeah. All right. <laughs> 1,000. All right. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. That is pretty good. That's a good warm up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna refrain <laughs> from what? The workout entirely. Alright. We're roommates now. Yes. <laughs> we work out. <laughs> yes. I was disappointed when I got up an hour ago and started doing jumping jacks. <laughs> and you weren't there with me. Well, it did wake me up. Yeah, I was doing it loud. Yeah, talk. Fuck. Why aren't you out here doing J's? JJ's. I just don't. I don't feel like I need to change my entire self just because we live together now. Maybe I'm not a workout guy. Maybe I'm a cheese and Dorito guy. All right, this isn't gonna work. You either become me. <laughs> you. No, no, you can't become me. You just folded on you so fast. <laughs> I would never fold on you. <laughs> if I was a Dorito or a Cheeto or whatever you fucking said. Dorito and cheese. Oh, Dorito and cheese. I'm adding more cheese to the Doritos which are already inherently cheesy. <laughs> All right, I don't know what that stuff is. I've occasionally seen it on television. Yeah. But I would never eat that shit. Or would you? Or maybe you had to become me. I eat mostly raw meat and bark. <laughs> that's why I look like this. Yes. Like a tree trunk, that's what they say about me. <laughs> tree trunk. 
says, who says that? Who says that? Who says that about me? Davey at the yogurt shop. Davey at the yogurt shop? Davey at the yogurt shop. <laughs> he does. He looks like a fucking tree trunk. I, I know that, Davey. You said that to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, you, I think you're living with a lunatic. <laughs> he works out way too much. All right, a tree trunk is not a compliment. <laughs> it's like he looks like a cylinder of muscle. I want you to know, I'll tell him, he's gonna take it like a compliment. That's the way he is. You could say anything about him, he'll take it as a compliment. What do you want? I want the cheese yogurt with the Doritos. <laughs> Sprinkle the Doritos. <laughs> cheese yogurt with Doritos? Cheese yogurt with Doritos. Coming up. Tree trunk. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a compliment. Yeah, Davy said it wasn't a compliment. Of course it's a compliment. Trees live thousands of years. They're, they're the strongest things on the planet. They're beautiful. Sure, but that guy's got a fucking thing for me. Yeah. He's got a fucking thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should go down there and work that out. No, 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 no. Just let it chill. What? Just let it chill. Yeah, if it happens, it happens. I'm not going to chase <laughs> if he, in some weird way, winds up living with me and becomes me, then it might happen. <laughs> so you're looking for you everywhere, even in love. Especially in love. Are you feeling me right now? I'm feeling you. I'm feeling where you're coming from. You should have kissed me right then. <laughs> if I were you, I would have kissed me right then. Yeah, but if I were you, then I would be you, and then you'd be kissing yourself. That's gotta be Which is what I want! <laughs> Why don't people get me? Body of Christ, or 
Can I? Can I? No, she's not. She's not old enough yet. This guy's definitely. Treat necessarily that I thought was going to be. 
<laughs> I thought it was going to be more like team building exercises rather than full on like become woodland creatures type thing. <laughs> a lot of flow. There's a lot of flow going on. People are chanting. They're chanting. They're feeling vibrations in their body and nature. I don't know. I've never been a cat. I don't know how. Vibrates. So more was just here to kind of learn how to, you know, get more comfortable around my coworkers. Is, is all. So that's why I'm kind of just hiding out here, mostly. Uh, I didn't partake in the puppy pile exercise. Uh, I don't. I don't know that I've been ever that close to so many kind of undulating <laughs> bodies. You're disappointed, I can see that. <laughs> you clearly run this thing. You have a lot of pride. Uh, your name when you introduced yourself, you said, I'm Starfire, which is something I've never heard of. I've never heard of a person being named Starfire. Uh, so clearly, you're in tune with something that I'm not. <laughs> not quite akin to, per se. I mostly deal with pens, papers, uh, paperwork, um, filing uh, things. I work in, uh, in an office. It's very sterile. <laughs> Fluorescent lights. It's kind of more... I'm not used to this much sunlight. I'm pasty. And if I were to take off my clothes and put on a cheesecloth, I'm afraid that people make fun of me. I, I don't even like showering <laughs> so much. I really had an intimate relationship with another human person. <laughs> well, look who's back from their retreat. Okay, all right. 
Thank you. Okay. Sad. <laughs> what is sad? How closed off you are. <laughs> was, is it, was this a thing at the retreat? Yes. Use your hands? Yes. What are you doing? What are you doing? Get your fucking hands off. <laughs> that energy. You gotta feel that energy. You're gonna feel that energy in a fucking minute. Red flows. Look, I had to cover for you the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What? That wasn't the response. That was just some fucking. What the? What the fuck are you doing? I'm just catting out a little. Oh, feeling my feline energies. Hello, uh, my, uh, my wife and I were, were hoping we might be able to take one of these, what are you doing? Freeing my natural self. You want a kid, I can see that. Your energy is good. Let's go, Mary. <laughs> I know we have a mansion, and I know we have a farm attached to it with ponies, but it's Kitchen for us is not meant to be. <laughs> you, you see what you just did? They weren't ready. They weren't ready. They were a couple fucking millionaires. Mm -hmm. They probably could have adopted all these kids. Closed off, closed minded. <laughs> you stopped acting weird. <laughs> you came back from this retreat weird, alright? Maybe you aren't weird enough. Be me. Be like me. You be me. You be me. You be like me now. <laughs> gonna be like you? You're acting weird. What that mean? It's funny because you called like every day crying. Yes. Saying <laughs> there was a guy that had scared you. He did. He did. And then he finally opened his mouth and spoke. <laughs> <laughs> seconds describing silence to me. <laughs> That's not helpful to me. But in that moment, didn't you feel so alone? No, I was waiting for you to get to the part where he said something, which was the point you originally made. I trust you. I trust you. That is a complete change of subject. <laughs> Maybe I will tell you what he said.
And then you stopped. I don't want to not do it justice. Because what he said to me when he started describing the nothings, it spoke to my soul, and that's how I have come back. Different, changed, and new. I am new. I'm a new person. I'm new again. Can I have a daddy today? <laughs> <laughs> I want to find you a daddy. I heard the bell ring. Did someone come in? They did. They weren't ready. They left. <laughs> oh, shucks. I know. I could love just about anybody. <laughs> I see that. I see that in you. But there's a nothingness inside you, isn't there? Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> you feel that nothing. Yeah, I am nothing. <laughs> a wise man once said to me, that I was nothing. <laughs> You're not ready. Why did you, you say? Well, what well, you didn't say anything? No. Is, it, is, it, is that because I'm full of nothing? Is that why you didn't say anything? Maybe. Am I just nothing? Maybe you're full of nothing. Mm. Oh no, sh you're probably right. I don't deserve parents. It's okay, I was full of nothing. My love is weak. <laughs> <coughs> Roll down your spine. What? Roll down your spine. Roll down, Roll down, your, down, spine. Your, Roll down your spine. What, you just bend over? Roll down your spine. <laughs> I don't know, roll down my spine. I've been a smart kid, you know. I've been a kid capable of love and deserving of love, but know what you're talking about. You're not ready. <laughs> Shut the f***. No, you're, you're a great kid. Go, oh, yeah, run away. You run away crying. Ah! Run away crying. Look out for that bus! <laughs> doors in the forest. You opened that door! There weren't any doors in the- there were no doors in the forest. I- You just killed that kid. I did. <laughs> killed that kid. Freeing the nothingness within them. You tell me what that fucking guy said. <laughs> wow. That meant a lot. Thank you. you <laughs> Said, you need to stop that. And I was like, wow. 
basically. And here I am, finally, being you, I guess. I guess the dick is in me now. <laughs> apparently, apparently there's a, there's a curse yeah. where someone has to be me. Hey. And now it's you. I'll take that mantle. I'm going to move out. I'll let you keep this place because it's got all the weights. Yep. And the mirrors. <laughs> All the protein shakes, bark. Yep. <laughs> Which, by the way, never thought in my life. But that is good. It's not. It's good. It's not good. <laughs> uh, you've convinced yourself of that, just like I did. It's not. It's terrible. Yeah. It's, all, it's, it's like it, like chewing bark. Yeah. I mean, to, to each his own. So yeah. Mm -hmm. I eat the bark now, man. All right. I'm the trunk. I'm a tree man. I'm a tree man. I'm a tree man. <laughs> all right, tree man. Get on the bus or don't get on the bus. I'm sorry. Get get out. Are you getting on the bus or not? Getting on. Of course I'm getting on the bus. I gotta get these ladies down to church. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, huge. Yes. Yes, I am. I am huge. I am much huge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sit. Sit already. Does a tree sit in the woods? <laughs> what the fuck no. does that mean? <laughs> nah, I can't. You'd have to be me first. You'd have to become me. I'd like to become anybody. <laughs> You'd like to be anybody but me. Thing is, thing is, I'm a ghost. <laughs> this bus killed me yesterday. <laughs> and now, now, now I'll spend the rest of eternity wandering this bus. <laughs> you need what's inside of me more than I do. You've been wronged, ghost kid. But I have a dick in me. It's a cursed dick. I'm with my daughter right now. Could you please keep it down? I'm just trying to explain what's going on. There's nothing to explain. It's just like church. Everything that just like church. Yes, it is. It's just, just like church. Oh, you look like you've learned a little something about cars. Yes, I have. <laughs> I spent a, a, a cool two minutes in the juice jiffy loop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate taking the bus here. Glad to be here, though. Yes. On a Sunday. Finally. Showtime. This is the day. <laughs> Who's ready for a sermon? Huh? Starfire, 
Jesus but was shy, for he not knoweth the way of the forest, being a desert-dwelling man. So yea, to Starfire did Jesus say, There is an emptiness, a nothingness inside of me. And then did Starfire stare. What do you say? Just get to it! Okay. And yea, though, did Starfire stare. A palpable moment, full of pulp. An old, seeming moment. A moment that stretched from the earth. Guys, wait! Ah! What do you say? <laughs> and Starfire looked. I know, he looked, he looked, he looked. Right deep into Jesus, opened his mouth, and. Oh, it's missing a page. Ah! <laughs> well, I guess we'll just go to 54 instead of 56. No! Now, what do you say? What do you say? I'm not skipping it. You must know it. You've read it like a thousand times. What do you say? What does Starfire say? After the eternity of staring. Fucking tell me. Okay. Okay. What Starfire says. If I can remember. 